Hello and welcome to Faking Wits, a book club podcast in which I sit down with some very good friends and we talk about a book that we have read. My name's Chinsi, welcoming you to the first episode of 2020. And new year, new show, new sound, new everything. Let's get this going. Energy, I'm running out of breath. The words are getting out. Who's joining me today at this um, couch? Ah, my name is Crispy Bits, and it's about to get crispy in here. Wow, that's very rare to see a guy come so fully formed with his own catchphrase on this show. Crispy Bits. That's my name. Remind me how we know each other again. We met each other on the London Open Back Circuit. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I remember you. You, you are the guy with the crispy bits. Crispy. I don't. Know what, uh, I, I, I think we got on well, didn't we? Yeah, I followed you and knocked it out the park. A lot of your stuff was pretty well. What crispy. the kids refer to as politically incorrect. Yeah, I'd say it was crispy. And in fact, what, didn't we meet each other at the open mic night called uh, uh, Triggering Lib Trig? Lip trick, I do lip trick, I do lip comedy trick comedy. unleashed. <laughs> and those are the two open mics that I do. That's, I mean, <laughs> I'm looking forward to your crispy takes on like a... I still do lollitics. <laughs> still... <laughs> still going strong. How is... How is uh, it's just me now. How is a uh, friend of the podcast, Chris Coltrane, these days? I don't know, I've not seen him in ages. What happened to that guy? I don't know. Okay. I was hoping that's why I came here today. Well, if anybody out there knows what's <laughs> happened to Chris Coltrane and why he won't return my text, please get in touch with us. Um, who else is joining me at the couch today? Hello, boys and <laughs> ghouls. <laughs> it's me, the master of the macabre and the sultan of the spooky, the TV writer, David Simon. <laughs> What? David Simon, writer of shows such as The Wire, The Deuce, The Corner, and other shows which begin other with the different tales of horror and mystery. Oh, wow. I, is that how you see yourself? As a horror? Well, let's take The Wire. Nothing is more frightening than the death of the American dream. Uh, yeah, he's onto something there, actually. I didn't. I never took it as a... Uh, and Clay Davis is a golem. Okay, I didn't see that. He's an actual all. golem. There's made of clay. Some questionable <laughs> racial elements to the writing now, if I describe them that way. But um, let's not dig, dig too deep into that. Mr. Simon, what an honour it is to have you on the show today. Also, how do we know each other? <laughs> what a stupefying way to greet someone into your home. Hello, sit down, help yourself to water. And how do I know you again? As we know... I am your niece's godfather. Oh, that's right. That's right. You are. You are. I forgot about that. How do you know his niece? I'm her well, godfather. Well, well, well. What have we got Okay, okay. All right. A trio of chumps sitting round the basket on a wee little Sunday morn. How are you, baby brother? Hello, Cheek. You have... I'm oh, sorry. I've got to introduce... How do we know each other again? For the benefit of the listeners at home. I just said, how are we, brother? Okay, so he, I'm his little brother. Uh, this is my older brother. Uh, he particularly spick and span today. Okay, okay. Are you, you are peaking. <laughs> you are peaking, cheek. We should call you peak coffee. Ugh. Um, yeah, no, no, no. We, we good. Like, I get it. Peking cheek was your favourite dish growing up, wasn't yeah. it? Wasn't it? It was. It, it was. was. Also, quite cheek. a raspy podcast today <laughs> we have. Really, really. I'd like to say to all my guests, say it. Don't spray it, okay? Like, honestly, Dave. just take it down a notch. That's one of my crispiest bits. What? <laughs> Is that is that yours? Say it, don't spray it. Yeah, I go up and I say, say it, don't spray it, kids, and then the audience will go crispy. And that and that triggers the lips. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. The right. lips love to spray it. They love it. They love it. Wow, what a lively group we have here today. Um, I am hoping that this is 
we're all getting all the spray from our voices because um, hopefully uh, the listener out there will be appreciating the fact that we are now being f- like we- I got two more microphones and means everybody should have their own microphone and they should sound almost professional. Well, well, well. If little Chinny Chin Chin doesn't have another two microphones, and now you're starting to steal my friends. You brought David into the fold, and crispy <laughs> crispy bits, C- crispy bits. Okay, all right, yeah. Look, they are our friends. They're not your friends. We 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 agree. We I can't help it that I'm as charismatic. And likable, if not more so than yourself. Uh, what can I say? Like, I they still choose to hang out with me, despite the fact that I don't really know how we know each other. And what do you two have to say for yourselves? Well, cheek, I've been meaning to consult with you on a new drama I'm working on about the ins and outs of that terrible foe. LinkedIn linked <laughs> like the chains around Jacob Marley. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. That's Dickensian. I get, I get, I like it. Um, look, I fear we're getting sidetracked because, as much as I'd love to talk about possible projects between Mr. Simon and my older brother, uh, I also want to hear your thoughts on today's book, which is Old Possum's book. Of Practical Cats by T.S. Eliot. I heard some rustling. I've, Crispy Bits is opening a bottle. <laughs> I can hear that very clearly. He's triggering the libtards. He's triggering the, the, the anti-bottle. They hate bottle noises. They hate plastics as it well. reminds them of how they're all babies. That is true. I am already thinking about how much I used to love the bottle um, as a baby. Please don't do that again. It also I'll makes, me think, it makes me think about plastics as well and how our world is slowly being drowned in it. Um, as I was saying, <laughs> we're doing today's book, which is Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats by T.S. Eliot. This is a uh, first for us. I don't think we've ever done a book of poetry on the show before. How do you feel about poetry, everybody? Good. No comment. <laughs> Good. No, I'm not... You're not going to get me again with this one, Jonathan. What, what do you mean again? I remember when we were but we wee barn sat on mother's doorstep. And you asked me, what do you... Th- do you like TV? And I said, yes. And then you smashed the TV over my head. Like, like, a, like a TV smashing brother. And I'm not going to get... <laughs> quarter out again that's so i don't like poetry that's not that doesn't sound like something i do now you can't smash the book of poems over my head I've, i never smashed i got you there didn't i was I'm, it a flat screen tv <laughs> oh, god's sake simon <laughs> i said smack chin over the head and he says he likes it what you can predict and what you cannot in the f- fates of the gods will fall that makes sense. All right. I so. need my writing partner to really punch up the lyrics. <laughs> Mr. Burns. Is that what you call dialogue? Lyrics. <laughs> well, we are doing Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats. That's right. That's right. I, I've still... So, like... Okay, Cheek does not like poetry. Uh, what do you think about poetry, Chris? I love it. Yeah? What's it's your favourite? My, my favourite bits of poems. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You, you do poetry as part of your act? Yeah, I do. I'm going to say, I'm going to do a poem now. Yeah. It's going to be crispy. Okay. Can you can you give us an example of one of your crispy poems? Okay. Mm-hmm. H6, Handy Recorder, version 2, Supplementary Manual. Copyright, 2004 Student Corporation. And the joke is? Crispy. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, now, to the common ear... That wouldn't seem to be a poem, but I, I do suppose that that may be therein lies the humour. I guess, I guess. Um, I, I, po- poems these days don't have to rhyme. How does that trigger the lips? Oh, that doesn't. I do oh, that at a normal night. Oh, okay, so this is your other character act yeah. who doesn't trigger the lips. Yeah. So you're trying to get... <laughs> Both sides of I'm the spectrum. I'm trying to get spectrum. both the sides. You're, you're trying to trigger the lips, but you're also trying to get the lips. I'm trying to liberate those triggers and trigger the lips. <laughs> that makes, that's very savvy business. So I either do pro-gun nights mm-hmm. or triggering the lips nights. 
That's ooh, okay. All right. Yeah. So I do that at one of my pro gun nights, and they go for it. They'd go crispy, and all the pro gun people. Excuse me, just <laughs> yeah, one like... moment, crisp peebits. <laughs> you do pro gun nights, and those don't trigger the lips. <laughs> no, they don't. The lips don't know about them. By lips, I believe that he might mean the libertines. Oh, who are ah, freedom, yes, yes. A, faction, uh, a faction in the deep south who wish to liberate themselves from the clutches of the U.S. government. Working deep undercover with their leader, Carl Barat. <laughs> and Pete Doherty, of course. Um, <laughs> listen, he comes to all my gigs. <laughs> Carl Barrett or Pete Doherty? Pete Doherty is always eating the big breakfast. Throughout <laughs> the whole gig, he'll be eating his breakfast. Okay, okay, all right. Is he a big fan of that poem? Yeah, he loves it. He's George Crispy. Is, is he one? Is he the, the, the lib trigger knights or the pro-gun knight? Mainly both. <laughs> Mainly both, okay. That makes sense, that makes sense. Um, so, you, you, we've got a poet in our midst, we've got a writer of TV programs, and we've got my brother. Uh, what a great group to get together to talk about a book of poems by T.S. Eliot. Now, T.S. Eliot, known obviously for his uh, major works such as The Wasteland, um, and Shrove Tuesday, and The Love Song of J. Alfred Prufrock. Um, if you were only familiar with him through uh, his book of Practical Cats, you would probably not have known that he's one of the uh, foremost uh, modernist poets of uh, his generation. Because, let's face it, Old Possum's book of Practical Cats is pretty, pretty bog standard nonsense poetry. Um, not without its charm, but I think if I was going to sum up this book of poems with one word, I would say whimsical. Um, I'm not usually a fan. And what if you were to sum it up with two? Oh, that's a good, that's a good one. If, if I had two words to sum this up, uh... And don't say very whimsical. You always played that one on me when we were wee children. I would say so whimsical. Oh, I'm going to again. Oh, I could have murdered you all over. <laughs> Don't murder me again. Oh, that's, that's, that's really, really hurtful the first time you murdered me. I don't want to be reminded of the time you murdered me. Well, do you think, look at my finger. Yeah. Which finger is it? <laughs> it's the middle one. He got me again. He got me again. Zapped. Yeah, yeah. That's my catchphrase, Peebits. I've really set... I, I I'm really set zapped. I'm zapping everyone. Can't help but feel that I set you up for that one by having eyes that I looked at, used to look at that finger. Um, yes, you did, you stupid-eyed <laughs> bourbon. Thank you, thank you. Um, uh, so, uh, let's... Well, let's have a look at, like, uh, what you think about these cats. Uh... We've got variety of poems which all describe a different sort of cat and um, essentially there's no story, uh, which is an interesting choice because Andrew Lloyd Webber decided, yeah, I'll do a musical about this and made a whole story about a group of cats who all introduce each other, uh, get disappeared one by one by McCavity, the infamous crime cat, and then one of them gets sacrificed to go to the heavy side of the layer. Uh, is that a good story? That is that any sort of story that you could have actually like drawn out of this book of poems? Speaking as a TV writer, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it is a quite frightening tale of McCavity, the thief cat, who chooses to steal actual other cats, which is murder. Yes, that's the most true. devilish of crimes. But also it falls victim to the one of the terrible rules what you must never do in storytelling, which is and then. That's very true. No buts and therefores in this tale. That's very true. Just uh, cats. I, I would say I mean like And then Bravo. And Bravo, then is not that bad as a storytelling uh, element. Isn't that what they tell you to do in improvised comedy? You and then people. It's like a uh, premise, and then, and then, like that scene in Dude Where's My Car. And then, and then, and then he. Let's do some and then based okay. improvisational. Alright, alright. Somebody comedy. give me a. Um, let's take some suggestions Crispy, from the audience. You run a hospital, and Chin, you are in dire need of medical attention. Sounds crispy. Okay, alright. And let's go. Hello and welcome to the hospital. And then? Would you like some 
urgent care. And then? <laughs> You're going to have to tell me what's wrong with you. And then? I'm going to go and talk to some other... This is an NHS hospital. And scene. <laughs> I think that was... That was pretty good. That was pretty... I felt good about that. Well, well, well. <laughs> Isn't little Chinny playing makeup with his own... With one of my friends? <laughs> yeah. When was I going to get an invite to this jamboree? <laughs> I didn't set up the premise. You're going to take it up with Mr. Simon over there. He was... Simon would never leave me out knowingly. Did you, you must have risen a nose on a napkin and flown it in as a paper aeroplane under the table where I could not see. I did not do that. I did not do that. It's way too much forethought. Um, uh, and I think you're really building this up too much. Lies don't have the structural integrity. Excuse me? Napkins are too floppy. Not when Chin spikes on them and waits for them to dry out. Okay. You always used to do that when we were wee wee. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, wee wee wigglets you talking here. I'm talking three or four years old. Okay. Wow, right. he's a spunky toddler. I was, I, was a, I was an early developer. I was an early developer, okay? A late bloomer. Don't, he had a beard when he was five. Don't spunk shame me. I Yes, yes, I was producing that stuff in my, in my three-year-old balls. What of it? Hmm? What of it? The slogan said by men on night buses everywhere. Yeah. Don't yeah. spunk shame me, <laughs> madam. Exactly. In many ways, the fact that you chose to focus on three-year-old me's, like, uh, ball contents makes you kind of pedophiles in a way. Excuse me. So, uh, when I was a child, mm-hmm. and we were in our house mm-hmm. on, the, on the top floor basement. Yep. In this here tower. Yes. You, and you used to make spunked napkin <laughs> paper airplanes to throw at my head. Mm-hmm. That made me a pedophile yes. somehow. Yes, it did. You Even f- though I'm younger than you. <laughs> what? You're older than me. I'm. Oh, now it comes out, doesn't it? He can't accept. I. I. I'm, I sorry. Are you triggered by that? <laughs> I'm peep it, peep it. Take this down. It's gonna go down a troop in your in I'm your shirt. Load it to you, Chin. You know what? You know what? Let's let's. Time out, time out, time out. I'm going to put the book to one side because obviously there's some family psychodrama happening here. I'm really sorry that you have to witness this, but we need to get to the bottom of this. You, you, you are somehow upset by the fact that I threw crusty paper napkin airplanes at your face, which I produced from my young, young virile testicles. And... You're only saying, you're only making this known now, on my show. 40 years later. 40 years later. Yes. Yes, I am. I, I, I don't understand. understand. <laughs> I don't understand. What's your point? I, I don't like it. I just, you're, you're doing it now with my friends. I assumed I, you loved it. I assumed you loved it. I never, I didn't think I was doing anything well, wrong. Like, all the cuts you gave me over my head in the sharp corner, jabbed my eyes, I went blind for four years, I had to walk around with a walking stick. I thought you went blind. No one believed me. To be fair, Chin also went blind as a result of those airplanes. <laughs> yes, it's true. We both went blind because we were so impressed by what I'd done, we went blind. Sorry, you were impressed by what you'd done. Yes. You went blind. Yes. <laughs> He was impressed. I was impressed. Our parents were impressed. What about your other remember that whole year, Remember that whole year, Cheek? You remember that whole year where the whole family was blind? Because they were impressed by my spunk. What do your other brothers think about this? Um, Forehead or chocolate and nose bottle? I, I, I don't know. Because they Don't never... bring those fucks into it. <laughs> they shitted me over last time. But, and I'll not see another winker from them. But I'm pretty sure they were impressed as well. Like, Fair I, enough. They used to go to the playground all the time and say, "Like, um, uh, uh, that's my brother, the the boy with the spunky balls." Um, and <laughs> his balls aren't heavy. They, they, yeah, he's my brother. Yeah, that's uh, my favorite Ben and Sebastian album. Yeah, but his balls aren't heavy. He's no, my brother. the boy with the spunky balls. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> that's uh, no, that that was not written about me. If that's what you're suggesting, it wasn't. Um, I was just a boy with a lot to spray, um, and. Look, the fact that you're saying this to me now, Cheek, like, how can I put this? I'm sorry that you were upset by going blind because I threw spunk napkins at your face. I'm really sorry. I didn't, the last thing I ever wanted 
to happen was for you to get hurt, even though you did go blind for a year. But then I went blind, so, you know. Even Stevens. I, yes, exactly. Even Stevens. My I favorite Nickelodeon that show. an eye for an eye. Yeah. Even well, Stevens. two eyes for two eyes. Ex- yeah, it's true. It's true. Mm. I'm so still I, I, going to make a YouTube video destroying <laughs> you, though. you got to do what you got to do. Look, look. I think in the interests of moving on with our lives and drawing a close over this sorry chapter in our childhood, I would like to make amends right now and offer you the uh, hand of friendship. Sorry, not that one. This one. Mm. It's got cat gelatin all over it. <laughs> ah, you know that's what did you do to Mr. Peebles? That's what friendship feels like. That's it what friendship feels like. Tastes like boiled up cats. I mean, that's a very. What weird... did you do to Mr. Peebles, the family cat? <laughs> I mean, I'd like to point out that's a very weird thing to do to say that this disgusting thing in my hand tastes like something. Like that's your first. But it's stop. even weirder to boil down the family cat. <laughs> And then trick your brother into shaking your once therefore hand. Right, but like the first place your hand went up was your mouth. Like I, I don't know why. It was covered in goo <laughs> with bits of fur on it. Again, I would not put it. Up. Simon, taste this. Taste. I'm serious. Gone. What is that? Ooh, a most spine-chilling, tingling taste. I'd say it tastes like a cat with no PhD. Oh. Oh, dear. shyster. Here, pee bits. <laughs> have, a, have a lick. You don't have taste. to. You don't have I've to. got no taste buds. <laughs> that makes sense. Does it ever come up in your comedy? All the time. It's one of my crispiest bits. I'll do it for you now. Yes, please, please. I've got no taste buds. How do I smell? <laughs> and then the audience will go crispy. <laughs> and that is distracting me from the pain of knowing the family cat has been boiled up. I mean... You really got them libtards there. <laughs> I, I did... Okay, look, look. Full disclosure. I did boil the cat. I did boil the family cat, right? Um, but in my defence... I thought it would impress you. <laughs> well, well, well. You know, yeah. If little Chinny T doesn't have what it takes, I'm surprised at you, brother. Hmm? How you've grown. Pretty impressive, huh? Your cat boiling <laughs> skills are peak. And I made Pops. you. And after I boiled the cat, I put my hand inside the goo and shook your hand with a classic prank. I feel, I feel very proud. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I knew what you were going to do, which was basically shake my hand, get your hand covered in cat goo, and then immediately put it in your mouth. And I played you like a fiddle, my friend. I think, I think, I think this is an important episode. We've all learned a lesson here today about like um. I know I have. Yeah, exactly. You you, you come at the king, best not miss. That's um one of your lines. David Simon. <laughs> he's he's impressed too. He's Simon, impressed. Are you favorite right? character from The Wire, David Simon. I liked Wallace. Oh, not the answer I was expecting. Because he appears prominently in series one, and in series two through five, he is an invisible ghost. That was also a bold choice, yeah. Like having an invisible ghost on screen. The entire I have many time. secret fears in all of my works. For example, in the Juice, I imagined a nightmare world with two James Francos. Oh, <laughs> spooky! That was pretty spooky. That's gross. Um, actually, what was it like working with James Franco, who is a little bit of a creep? I hear. <laughs> Spine tingling. <laughs> Luckily, I had a large barge pole I would use to direct him. <laughs> like when Jackie Chan learned Kung Fu, any piece of his body that was outside position, watch out! 
smacked back into position. I did that with James Franco's emotions. I, d- I, d- I didn't know Jackie Chan had his emotions back into So for all of the while, you adjusted everybody's body parts manually. No, only James Franco. <laughs> that seems fair. That seems fair. Not all my actors, me and Method Man, get on famously. <laughs> I mean, he's a good actor, isn't he? Is he actually a method man? He's a method actor. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, I mean, it, I kept on taking home all the big coats we gave him. <laughs> the costume budget for the juice went over to 400,000 million pounds. <laughs> I am a writer. I cannot do arithmetic. I'm... Maybe it was 20. I think it's it's great that Method Man became an actor because he seems to have been the only member of Wu Tang Clan to have embodied his actual name the most out of all the Wu Tang Collective. Apart from Jizza. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. That's very true. Like there was a guy who had spunky three-year-old balls as well. Uh, like. They used to call me the chiser at, at school as well. Right, um, yeah. Should we talk about cats? I came here to talk I about I don't know. Cats. I could talk about my spunk a bit more. <laughs> it, how's everybody else feeling about like a... Uh, 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 spunk or cats? Spunk or cats? Cats. Okay, cats. I want to know you see, you sound. You seem like you have something to say about cats. I think it's a good musical. Okay, so you're only familiar with the musical. Well, I read the book mm-hmm. while watching the music. I've seen the musical 26 times. Oh, okay, okay. And which it, time was the best? The 22nd time. Uh, what was so agree. Special, what was so special about the 22nd time? One of the cats was played by James Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> what? I didn't know that he was involved in... He the, wasn't usually, but he was the understudy. Okay. Or just turned up. I mean, I heard it's that. Like, right. Have you seen the? He pa- came into cats and started doing things without permission, as he likes to do. <laughs> he just snuck in from the audience and just joined them on stage. I mean, that sounds. Yeah. Have uh, you seen the Powell and Pressburger film, The Ridge? I have. It's I like have. that. It's like that. Okay. But the cats. But with cats. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I understand that reference. Um, what would you say is your favorite poem out of all the? Uh, and who's your favorite cat? I like. The one who eats all the cockroaches. Okay, that's the old Gumby cat. Old Gumbo cat. Jess, Jenny Annie, any dots? Yeah. What do you like about her? I like that she cleaned up the trash. Okay. <laughs> Is that like, what's so good about that? You just like, you just like a tidy cat. Well, I, I find there's too, I look down on the street and I see there's too much trash. So dirty out here. Wow, okay. Going a bit Travis Bickle there. But um, it's, that's fine. Um, let's move on. Uh, Mr. David Simon, um, who's your favourite <gasps> cat? So what about me? I automatically default to last, do yeah. I? Well, no, go ahead, Simon. I was going to say... No, take my place I as was... number two. I mean, now that you've... Born second. He had you as the headliner. You're, uh, like, you're the older brother. You're the older brother. Good. Good night, Chin. I thought we'd made up. We have. I got you. You just can't let me have it, can you? Have what? The second place, of course. I don't mind. You can go second. (laughs) No, no, no. Okay, all right. Not now. Couldn't possibly take your shine, your spick and span gleaming second trophy, could I? Cheek, just... Go, say, say your favourite cat. Who's your favourite cat? Rumtum Tugger. Next. <laughs> Why is Rumtum Tugger your favourite? No, not saying now. Well, you, you, you got to say. <laughs> no, I'm going third. Fine, fine. Because, oh. <laughs> because this cool name. Mm-hmm. It's got a nice big belly. Okay, all right. Next. Okay. Simon. David Simon. Simon. What I find most spookifying... <laughs> Is that cat that when you reach the scene of the crime, the cavity is not there. <laughs> oh, of course. I Ooh. love crime. You do love crime. <laughs> you do love crime. Um, so you love the fact that the cavity symbolizes an interesting criminal character. Like, much no, I like the fact it's very cheap to adapt his life because he doesn't have to be there. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. Hey, actually, um, your old uh, 
work colleague Idris Elba plays McCavity in the new Cats movie. What did you think about that? Well, when we were working on The Wire, it was very expensive for the CG to make him look like a human being. <laughs> Rather than a kind of cat man that he truly is, pawing around. And you must never gossip about him, mm. because he can pad up silently behind you and... Was he always... Like a stiff letter. Was he always, like, licking himself between takes? No, and... he was nothing but professional. Okay, all right. That's, that's great. That's great. Um, I did not know he was a cat man. That was an interesting choice to cast a cat man. Be <laughs> Well, an interesting choice to cast a cat man as Great a uh, Baltimore drug lord. We have species-blind casting in the wire. That, that's true, that's true. Were there any other animal men you cast? Um, we cast a snake as the bottle of Jameson. <laughs> Only one. Keep an eye out. It's, it's a- like, where's Wally? Where's Wallace? Where the fuck is Wallace? <laughs> it's a little known fact that, like, uh, on camera, all snakes look like bottles of Jameson's. And all bottles of Jameson's look like snakes. That's exactly it. So that's, um, in Indiana Jones, that famous scene where he falls into the, uh, snake pit, it's just a pit of bottles of Jameson's. Cranky. Uh, yeah, indeed, indeed. Um, and obviously, for the role of Najini, they had to get several, uh, bottles of Jameson's to resemble a Korean woman, uh, for that role. So, uh, uh but anyway, um, so, Omar is a bit like a cat in a way. He leaps from a building and falls spookily unharmed. That's very uh, Why didn't he cut? But Michael K. Williams is not a cat man. No, it's. There's a thing, Jin, called television. Okay, yeah. In which you create the illusion of a consistent world. Okay. I, I mean, it just seems to me that it would have made more sense to cast the cat man that you'd hired in the role of a cat-like character that you've just pointed out yourself. <laughs> You're right, Shin. That's why you are a successful TV writer. <laughs> and I am a bum with a podcast. <laughs> oh, wait. Our roles have been reversed. <laughs> you just got dumped wow. on there, dear brother. You got dumped on so hard I can't Ha-ha! even see your head. It was the uh, rare Freaky Friday roast there, where you switch places with the person that you, whose life you hate, <laughs> in order to make a point about how shit their life is. <laughs> Ultimate roast! Ultimate roast! I'm you! You suck! Anyway, let's get back to my terrible podcast. Um, uh, let's... I want to talk about like uh, the uh, rhyming style uh, and the style of poetry that is utilised in Cats. How would you describe the style of poetry that T.S. Eliot um, utilises primarily in Cats? Rubbish. Why is it rubbish? It rhymes too much. It rhymes too much. Yeah. What's wrong with rhyming? It's hack. No, it isn't. I can't read another one Counterpoint. No, it isn't. Good counterpoint. Yeah, this is what a do. real poem sounds like. Mm-hmm. Saturday, fourth of January, twenty twenty, nine thirty, a seven, Soho downstairs cabaret. Sounds like a ticket stub. It sounds not unlike the works of that enemy of T. S. Eliot, W. H. Auden. Oh, did they have beef? I think maybe I'm thinking of someone else. No, I think they're, no, it's, it's maybe they might. Have. It was like a because W. H. Auden was West Coast and T. S. Eliot was East Coast. So. Actually, yes, yeah. they were. They were. Had a rivalry there. Had a rivalry there. Well, true poetry is found all around us. Uh, Who could have known? (laughs) Who could have known, eh, Jin? My brother is right with that vague sentence there. Who could have known? No, no, no. What a coincidence it is that you invite us here, all three, to only reveal a beef long unsettled. I thought we should. Feels not unlike. Six gin and tonics in to the Christmas meal. <laughs> it's all coming out now. Yes, I, I love it. Strife. I mean, I don't know why you point this out since we already have dealt with the whole napkin situation. And another beef wasn't enough, was it? Yeah, we've it had to be two more beefs. Well, I'm a big believer. Well, we've had the, uh, the 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 napkins situation, the cat goop. And I guess because I'm they a were big, the same beef. They, no, the cat goo no, separate and beef, separate, separate beefs. beefs. Oh, but I guess in the interest of the rules of three, we've got to have a third beef to um to settle. Same thing you'd like to air out whilst we're in this public forum in front of strangers. Well, not strangers. Sorry, you're not strangers. Why is you're it? not strangers? I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. You're not strangers. It's just as awkward. It's just as awkward. 
I'm That's not okay. salty. You're the one who's salty this time, brother. For I have stolen your son. <laughs> right, so, um, got the process here. Uh, first of all, I have a son. Uh, and then I stole your son. And then my brother stole my son that I've only become aware of. Okay, so, let me work through the first from? one. Let me work through the first thing first. I have a son. What's his name? Napkin. <laughs> this sounds like it could be made up, but I'm willing to go with this. So my son, Napkin, who is how old? 30. Okay. My son, Napkin, who's 30, who I had with... I did it in a lab. You did it in a lab. He's so a you... stem cell, baby. Okay, so you... From st- one of those napkins you threw at me. <laughs> All those many years ago. This is a long con. What you were watching is after you threw those napkins at me and my eyes were bleeding all over the place. I was rummaging around on the floor like a rum tum tugger. (laughs) Tugging at the napkins to only put them in the freezer. To therefore save your special little sperms. And And only eight years later, I... Fertilized an egg with one of your sperms. Wait, whose egg? Whose egg? Barbara Beetles' <laughs> egg. <laughs> I've got one thing to clarify. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. No! I mean, gotta, there's a lot to clarify. <laughs> so you created this child? Yes. And now from, you've stolen it. From I whom? stole it the, the <laughs> moment Daddy threw a crispy semen. Oh, so the initial thing was stolen. Yes. And now I own him. Now I own <laughs> Napkin Tea. Come out, Napkin. Come out and show Daddy who's boss. Daddy. Daddy. There he is. Me. There he is, Chin. Daddy, I'm you. There he is, Chin. Son. All yes, 30 Daddy. years of him. There you go. I don't like this. I don't like this. Okay. He's, he's an adult baby. No, no! Papa. <laughs> I'm No, please. Why? Bear. Oh, my God. Napkin. Yes. Son. Papa. I'm you. You suck. Freaky Friday roast. Oh, my God. With his last words, he insulted me. <laughs> Ah, revenge is sweet. That thank was... you for the fantastic idea, Simon. I, think I couldn't <laughs> have done it without you. Not all ideas can be adapted to the small screen. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I think we can all agree that was completely unnecessary. What was your uh, favourite catch, Chin? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Jim. Really like Tell us your favourite cat. <laughs> I really like this. That's a good name. Son, why? Why? Why did you like Mr. Mustafa's? <laughs> He's magic. Sorry. Look at the processes. Look at the processes. He's a magic cat. Who? That was a perfectly good kidney in that kid. It's still there. He's dead. He's gone. It's no good to me now. There's a saying that I opened an episode of The Wire with. It's called, No Use Crying Over Spilt Milk. Now tell us more about your feelings on Mr. Mistopheles. (laughs) Yes, brother. Right. Let it all out. You're You're right. You're right. It's time to move on with my life. Because I, as much as I... Loved my son, who I didn't know existed until about a minute ago. I only have one love in my life, and that's books. So, Mr. Mistopheles, magical cat. Um, he's great. That's that's really. And I can see why you have a degree in English literature. Cat, can you not see that? Like, I'm I'm very good at books. I'm very good at books. He has great teeth. Exactly, exactly. Look, this is part this is part of the process. Ah In a world of chaos and cruelty, I will always have books to fall back upon. 
And mm-hmm. I'd like to thank my brother for teaching me this lesson. Uh, he, he gave me a son and murdered the son, but made me stronger by murdering my son that I didn't know existed until one minute ago. Crispy. Well, it looks like you've learned the lesson of cats after all. <laughs> was, that was the lesson of cats? Yes. Okay. Well, it might as well have been the lesson of cats because I don't think uh, there's much else there, really, is there? It's, it's, it's quite empty. It's quite void of, of meaning or structure. It might as well have been that. Yeah, no, that's... Which is my point I've been making all along. <laughs> well, well, you've well. figured it out, haven't you? I, I, I figured out your riddle. I solved your riddle. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Um... Wow, we really, look at us, we really have a good time. We worked through a lot we today. We did, we did, wow. Like, you got the cat goop, the, the napkin, the sun. Uh, wow. You know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to Christmas this year. There's going to be a lot to talk about at the table. It's, it's a while off though, isn't it? Yeah, it's a while off. But... Yes, I'm sure nothing will go wrong between us, between now and then. Absolutely <laughs> Absolutely not, absolutely not. Hey, I'm Unless just about it's... to get everybody to sum up your thoughts and feelings about, like, um, the book Cuts by T.S. Eliot. Wait. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. I have an extract I'd like to read of my favourite part of Mr. Simon, Cats. you're spoiling us. Go, go. <clears throat> Mr. Pertz, he dead. <gasps> we are the hollow cats. We are the stuffed cats. Yes. Leading together... Headpiece filled with yarn. Alas, we whisper together, are quiet and meaningless, as delicious grass that makes us vomit, or rat's feet, which is also delicious. Nice. This is the way the world ends. This is the way the world ends. This is the way the world ends. Not with a bang, but with a whisker. Ooh, okay. That was the Hollow Cats. The Hollow Cats. The Hollow Cats. The Hollow Cats. Okay. Right, um... Why is that your favourite cat's bomb? I like the bit where it repeats. Okay. I like repetition too. Um, well, uh, speaking of repetitive bits, um, what, how does everybody feel about this book? Would you have improved it? Is there anything you'd have to say? Sarp your thoughts. Give us your opinions in the section that we call notes. Let me bring that thing up. Run that baby. Good. It's working smooth as clockwork. Smooth as clockwork. <laughs> the sound. The famously smooth cogs. <laughs> Spherical cogs. All connecting together. Smooth as. That will be mine, you catcher. <laughs> friends, friends. I could take you aside from Jonathan for one moment. It's all telling. Thought it should have been something else, another animal. <laughs> Notes, everybody. And I was worried that not doing the show for nearly a month, I'd be out of practice and rusty. But I still know how words work. Let's go around and let me get your notes, your opinions, your summations on T.S. Eliot's Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats. Chris P. Bits. I don't think it should have been cats. This is a radical <laughs> note already. I think it should have been woodlice. <laughs> so, Old Possum's Book of Practical Woodlice? Yeah. What's so practical about woodlice? Woodlice are the most practical of the bugs. And animals, and bugs of are the, the most... bugs. And bugs. Not insects, the bugs. Bugs is a, is a wide term. It is. Very and I think bugs are the most practical genre of animals. Mm, I don't know if you can apply the word genre to animals. Genus, maybe? Yeah, that's one of my crispy bits. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, as. Uh, it did what me a pray bit. tell is your least. <laughs> Do you have any bits that are uncrispy, floppy bits, perhaps? <laughs> Sometimes I go to a gig and I try out new material, and when I do a bit, the audience will not go crispy, they'll go floppy. And then I'll never do that bit again. Doesn't he sound. He's almost like. A jazz man, <laughs> crispy bits. It's like it doesn't sound so much like a comedy audience as it does a jazz audience. So you, uh... it's something about my magic. Yeah. So your audience doesn't. <laughs> not, I mean, I mean magic in a metaphor. Okay. Sense. Okay. I'll be doing a gig. Say a comedian like 
David Copperfield will be on. And then I'll be laughing away. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. And then I'll come on and they'll just be going crispy. So they don't laugh, they just say crispy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I've been saying this whole podcast. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I actually thought you had laughs in there, but your audience never laughs. They just say the word crispy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then they... Yeah. <laughs> it's wonderful. I love it. That's my very My favourite best show I saw at Edinburgh. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, there's some street life going on. Shouting. I must make a note. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep that in. <laughs> I'm gonna keep that in. I mean, we don't have an explicit rating on this podcast for no reason. But anyway. The sounds of Camden pouring into my secure studio basement. Um, Do we know who it was? I don't. I think it might have been... Was it a shouter or the cunt? (laughs) (laughs) Both. It sounded like a discontented lover of my dear brother. Oh, come on. He's shouting up to you, but that's not not how it works. What did you do to poor Jeffrey Jones down there? (laughs) That's not how it works, okay? This is an example of... Paraclausothuron. Oh, is it? What's that? Uh, Paracharlie's a Thuron? What? Sorry? Paracharlie's Thuron. She's <laughs> lot, she runs, not, she's not the main Charlie's Thuron. Of course. <laughs> she she runs a... and is thrown out of an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> I jest, of course. Paracclausothuron is a technique in poetry, a trope of the lover locked outside the door. Ah, screaming, you fucking cunt. <laughs> well, when you Caroline Duffy it up a bit. <laughs> Okay. Well, this was an excellent note on T.S. Eliot's cast. Yes, a woodlice. Woodlice. Uh, so you just changed all the references to, to them being cats? No, it would be a very different book. I'm not another hack. Okay, all right. It so would all give, be about woodlice stuff. Give me an example of uh, one of your woodlice poems. Like, we're sitting under a rock. Mm-hmm. We're having a great time. Oh, someone's lifted the rock. Let's all go find another rock. That's how the poem goes. <laughs> yeah. So it's like that's thinking, the main thing Woodlass are known for. Right. Okay. So the poem would basically be like, "Oh, we're sitting under a rock, and oh, then having a nice time, and then <laughs> something lifts up the rock. Oh, the end. Let's go find another rock. Let's go find another rock. Or perhaps even a bit of wood. So no characters. <laughs> no characters. Just situations. How about this one. I am dead. I'm gonna wrap itself up into a little ball. <laughs> That's two poems. <laughs> yeah, those are the two things that Woodlass are known for. <laughs> well, no names? No Actually, they're one of the oldest creatures in time. Cool. But they are. Real, but no characters. No specific be Woodlass characters. Woody Woodlass. James Woodlass. <laughs> Ooh, in Scotland, <laughs> they call them Slaters. Perhaps you can get the movie adaption to have Christian Slater. <laughs> Uh, and then you won't have to the bother of coming up with a new name. <laughs> true. Edward Woodlouse. In America, they call them pillbugs. Oh, Alison Pillbug. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a good note. Did you like In this Canada, book? they call yeah, them jamborees. Okay. <laughs> ten out of ten. In ten Bulgaria, <laughs> they call them bogglewags. <laughs> Don't think that's true, Cheek. Because that's could not have been true, though. Could, could have been. been. It could have been. But that's not very Hungarian. I felt though. left out. But everyone else in Chin's household, they call them Sir. <laughs> oh, what a roast! Another freaky if Friday. They, they, they lift up on. a log. They say, "Sorry for disturbing you, sirs." What that's... a bunch of chumps the teas are. Yeah, thanks, Cheek. <laughs> okay, um, Mr. David Simon. Uh, what do you think of this book? Will you have any notes for the? Uh, T.S. Eliot, R.I.P. I have two notes that you could choose from, like a book you might choose a page and then go back. No, I've died. I'm going to go back. <laughs> the first is, I would change the animal. <laughs> I would make it the most frightening animal of all. Man. <laughs> so, Old Possum's book of practical man. Practical men. Okay, okay, all right. My dad, he's quite practical. <laughs> Page one. My dad. Tip, tip, Tim Allen. He's a very practical man. On tool time. Oh, oh. I wrote on that as well, you see. Because nothing is more frightening than a man who used to be a cocaine smuggler and then told on all his friends and went on to become the greatest man in America. And has his classic catchphrase, Oh? 
<laughs> he used to be a Foley artist that took, as well. That, they, that took a whole weekend for somebody to come up with that catchphrase. It's like, uh, how about, oh, how'd you like them apples? No, no, no. How about, oh, it's a tool time. No, no. How about, uh? Well, I worked on it myself, you see. And I'd just been to the dentist. <laughs> That's a classic bit there. That's a classic bit. Um, uh, so you change it to man. And the two men would be Trotsky. He's a practical. He's <laughs> pretty practical. Yeah, it's pretty practical. Uh, Ray Mears. Ray Mears. He's kind of practical. No, oh, okay. not a practical man. It's not practical to deliberately put yourself in danger and then <laughs> go look at me. I'm getting myself out of danger. Fair. I never really thought about that that way. He's like 127 hours in yourself. Another film with James Franco in it. I don't. I don't. He's an actor I work with, but I'm not the patron of James Franco. I cast him to be a frightening man. I, I was hoping you'd and then be there, but like, fair enough, fair enough. So, men. Good book, bad book, meh book. Um, well, my second note mm -hmm, is I would make it, if not men, mm -hmm. rather like my favourite piece of cinema mm. is the frightening tale of Cats and Dogs 2. <laughs> Where cats and dogs are in a high-tech war that we don't even know about, all beneath our very nose. And the cats are evil. <laughs> wow. I mean, I didn't know you had you had a writing credit on that. Um, no, it's uh, no, it's my favourite movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting confused. The second one, though, not the first. <laughs> the first, I thought it was too far-fetched, but I'd... I'd warmed up after the first, so I was ready. It was like John Wick. It's true. It's like the way that season one. Ah, that's it. I'd, I'd make I'd make TS uh, practical cats more like John Wick. <laughs> more gunfights. So like they dig up little things in the garden, like a mouse battery. There's a gun in the mouse, and just poems that say bang, bang, bang. Bang, pew, 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 smash pew. Glass, smash glass, smash glass. Bang, 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 bang. Rolling, pew. rolling. They're all dead now. I liked John Wick a lot. He, he takes a supplied position off a technique used by Odysseus in order to gain power over his enemies. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll Google that later. Indeed he does. Thank you very much for your thoughts, uh, Mr. David Simon. What an honour. What an honour to have such a great mind with us today. Uh, Cheek. Brother. What do you well, think? Well, well, well. Look who finally comes crawling back. On his hands and knees. I, I'm not... Puppy dog tail. I'm not... We don't do that anymore, Cheek. We don't do that anymore. Well, why are you on your hands and knees, dear brother? Totally unrelated to the lumbar issue. Fair. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Well, I, of course, will answer your question. Mm -hmm. On one condition. You agree to commit suicide. <laughs> So, it's a good offer. You'd be hold smart on, to take hold it. on. Let me, let, me, let me just process this. In exchange for my life, you're going to give your thoughts on the book that you read. Well, do you want my thoughts? I, you're coming on your hands and knees in a puppy dog tail. Okay, what happens first? Do I take my life first and then you give your opinion? Or you give your opinion and then I take my life? I know. I'd let, I wouldn't deprive you of the pleasure of hearing my wonderful opinion on the... Book of Cats poems. Psst. Well, sidebar, sidebar. Yes. I, a keen legal mind, have some advice for you. Uh -huh. You agree to commit suicide, yeah. but you don't tell him when. Okay. And so you can just commit suicide an hour before you might have died anyway. <laughs> like a cunning little genie, you'll that's, trick him. That's really good. That's a really good plan. So like, And if, if you die anyway, yeah. then you can't, you've got nothing on you. That's very true. You're dead. That's you're true. completely deaf in <laughs> That's very true. Incidentally, yeah. I have a gig now and I have to leave. <laughs> okay. Well, let's get this done. Let's get this done. Um, yes, I agree I'm to your terms. Ready to leave. <laughs> bye, Crispy Bits. <laughs> Where's bye, bye. gone? Crispy Bits has got to go to a gig. I'm deaf. I've got deaf. Sorry. Um, blow your nose whilst holding it. <laughs> oh. How did he hear that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> they made an action. Yeah, I did. I did the action. Right, um, though. I, I, I agree to your terms. 
<laughs> wink. <laughs> wink, listeners. Wink. <laughs> wink, wink. I've done it again. Listeners, wink. I've killed Chinathan T. Yep, he really has. Wink. A, listeners. A, A. Wow. Break fourth wall. Uh, I believe cats. Look into the microphone, even though it's not a camera. A, A. The incorrect animal for the book. <laughs> for the book. Cats are so furry and feline. What we need is something more mystical and unpredictable than a cat. Like a selection of used crisp packets <laughs> would have been the ideal choice to be lurking around the streets of the town. The streets of London, even. If you see, you follow my drift now, do you, dear brother? Kind of, kind of. So, crisp packets, crisp packets um, in whimsical poems yes. about the streets of London. Yes. I could see a musical being written about that. Yes. I, it's like... Dancing in the wind. you like, my name is salt and vinegar. Baco bits. And you think that I'm blue, but I'm green. It's singing poetry already. <laughs> I can hear it in the wind. It's true, though. The it's deep, true. deep, dark wind. Hey, it's me, Prawn Cocktail. Nobody likes me. And then, a final cameo, perhaps played by the inimitable Richard O'Brien. <laughs> I'm tomato sauce. You see me very rarely. I'll be there in trouble if things get too hairy. Yes, yes, it's all coming together. Oh my governor, I'm the Pringles tube. <laughs> it's I, monstrous munch. Pickled onions for thee, tangy on the tip of your tangy tang tang chin tea. I'm just a sad little space raider's packet. Whatever happened to the time This is actually happening. a good idea, though. It's not bad. It's not bad. I mean, I've got kind of into it. I'm it makes more it. sense than Neither cats. Neither punching up. There's, yeah. more, punching up. there's more reason for the crisp packets to have the characters that they have mm-hmm. than the mm-hmm. cats to arbitrarily be so different when in reality cats are actually very similar. And they don't, you see, that's my main issue with it. Okay. But I think it should be. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> It's me, the queen of hula. <laughs> Rings on my fingers, here's a scoop. <laughs> Music to my ears, Simon. I think we need to produce a I've new... wasted my life with social realism. <laughs> the musical. Let's also do a musical of The Wasteland. <laughs> I'm vegetable chips. And I'm here to say I'm a healthy snack in a major way. Major way. And kettle chips are all snobby, but they're not actually that better than anyone no, else. That's true, it's true, it's true. Um, and they come and say, we are kettle chips, if you please. And it's very culturally <laughs> insensitive, yeah, yeah. You have the kettle drum but, as well. But, yes, yes, yeah. yes. But, but, but why? West Indian music. Yeah, but and why? And everyone will hate that in the future. Yeah, why, why did you have to cast people doing black faces to kettle chips? So that's what I don't understand. Salt, um, salt very, and black crap. Very, black very, pepper. yeah. Cracked black pepper. Very ill-advised um, Half of choice. them are painted white as a kite. <laughs> half of them are painted black as a black pepcorn. I'm pork scratching. <laughs> I have in the basement. And you'll come to me and you'll be defacement. <laughs> A magical world. We've right. It's better it's than cats. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Oh, I can see a very, very insensitive Bombay mix. Well, <laughs> well. Um, I'm not going to do it though. I'm not going to do it. Anyway, I'm so well. well now you've heard my opinion. Well, Jonathan. well, well. Here is a here is a twelve gauge shotgun <laughs> for you to put in your m- mouth or a face. Uh, mm-hmm. There we Here go. Here you go. Thank you, thank you. Loaded and, nice and juicily and for you. I'll put it here. And whilst we're all waiting for me to um fulfil my end of the bargain, um I was like to think say, did we all like this book? Yes, I loved it. Best book I've ever read. Uh, and, <laughs> but and, it should have been Chris Baggins, because that's fucking brilliant. And you you, David Simon, did you like what, what you read? I found it frighteningly dull oh i prefer 
if, like other works by T.S. Eliot, there was more in ancient Greek that no one could fucking understand. <laughs> wow, that's a harsh review. So, I'm afraid I'm going to have to agree with Mr. David Simon. Wow, this was a boring book. Um, so much better as a musical. Um, when I actually had to read the words, I, I, I never say this about books because I think they're the highest form of art, uh, the pinnacle of human achievement. But this is one instance where the musical adaptation was better than the book. Really sorry, Mr. Elliot. Um, you should stick to writing about the collapse of 20th century modernism because you know shit about cats, quite frankly. Stay in your lane, Mr. Elliot. Stay in your lane. I heard... He'd never actually seen a cat. Never. He'd only heard about them on the grapevine. Exactly, exactly. I think he just thought... I think when I look back at it, I read an interview where he said, like, I thought they were just really small horses. But do we have any sort of, like, um, self-affirmations to, that we wish to give in this part of the show at the end where we talk about ourselves and what projects we're doing? For the new year? For the new year? I'd like to plug my new in-depth TV series, The Cage. About people who work on the shop floor at Tesco's. Ooh. And it's always a bit busy. And why Why is the cage always? I can see why it's somewhat times out. But why is it out every time I go in? It's annoying to have to walk around. Another. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a very, very thorough dissection of our social structures and class system. Who's starring in this um, new project? David Baddiel, I have. <laughs> David Baddiel plays the world-weary manager. and But we have... Interestingly, a normally young staff, a new character is introduced, played John Boyega by <laughs> the much maligned and shamed historian uh, Richard, S- no, David Stark. <laughs> <laughs> so you got all the Davids. It's, it's a common name. It's not a. There's no favoritism involved. Okay, okay. I'm just just pointing out. Although I also cast the guy from the Bible. <laughs> Who? And, and the, the old man. And the statue. You also cast a statue in there, didn't you? It's there on a postcard. So I, I thought it would take me out of the fact that you were on the shop floor, that you just had my guy who's David serving people on the shop floor. But he actually fits in very well with this, uh, the whole fabric of this universe that you've created, which I, I prefer to as the uh, Tesco Cage Cinematic Universe. We're far away. It's only it's only a mini series, but <laughs> set in the real world. But call it call it a universe if you like. Okay. So when does that start? And what channel can we watch that on? You can watch that on London Live <laughs> at eleven p.m. after Peep Show. <laughs> well, owned I- by the channel owned by their owner of the Evening Standard. So I can expect some good reviews and corruption there for my old pal Giorgio. <laughs> Wow, okay, he's really taking no prisoners with this. Uh, Do you remember <laughs> The Wire Series 5, where it was just me complaining about hacks that I hated in newspapers that I used to work with? It was very I personal. settled some scores then. It was like in Father Ted when he wins the Golden yeah. Cleric. I thought it was a bit unfair how you just literally posted up the name and address of like one of your enemies at the paper and then encouraged... A pe- he had a line of dialogue that said, like, please dox this guy, which felt a bit unprofessional, David, if I'm being honest. <laughs> mm. Mm. But, um, Cheek, any self-affirmations you wish to give? I'd like to plug something, if you don't mind. What's that? Dear brother. What's that? Your suicide. Oh, I... Always, this guy, come one, come all. This guy, to always, a wonderful show. Always with of the suicide. My brother's suicide. Always with the suicide. Look, folks, I will. Like I said, I'm a man of my word. Um, but as was pointed out, we never said when. What? <laughs> wink, wink, <laughs> listeners, wink, wink. Break the fourth wall. You break the fourth wall. You've been strung up like quite a kipper, haven't you? You have, you have. I have you now. I have you now. I'm like a come side on. of salmon dangling in the smoke sheds. Cheek, cheek, cheek. Come on, come on, come on, come on. You gotta admit, you gotta admit, we had a really good time today. Mm. Come on, cat you goop handshake. You hoisted my petard cat once goop more. Cat goop handshake. There we go. Come on, we 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 try to we get each other. We get our hackles up, but we love each other really. My That's hackles what are do. well and truly right, so up. Rising. So up. But um, it's, it's what brothers do, right? It's what siblings do. 
You've got my goat for one more time, Jonathan. And you, next time. You got my goat too. You got my goat forever. Hmm. Very well. It seems I may have met my match this one time. And if, as I entered on a slow clap, you mm-hmm. would permit me to exit on a slow clap. Okay. Oh, he's walking backwards out of the door. He's clapping at us. Well, I think that covers everything. I'd like to thank all my guests, uh, Cheap Coffee, Mr. David Simon, and Crispy Bits, and that guy who shouted, you fucking cunt, outside my house. Uh, I don't think that was directed at me. Maybe it was. I'll find out soon enough. In the meantime, keep supporting your local bookstores and libraries. My name is Chinsey. Bye-bye. I love you.